0: There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. This is your first time to the show. Welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. I want to uh, m- you to meet my good friend Cameron from TEDx Cal Poly. Cameron, how are you, bud? Do well, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. You, um, you're so you're a senior, aren't
1: you, up at Cal Poly? Yes, sir. Yeah, just wrapping up my undergrad um, in psychology.
0: So tell people um, a little bit because we've got people listening from all over the world. Uh, where Cal Poly is, and and what you guys are famous for up there.
1: Yeah, so Cal Poly is located in the beautiful San Luis Obispo, California, which. Um, it's about three hours south of San Francisco and three hours north of L.A. So it's smack dab on the central coast of California. And what we're famous for, um, agriculture and a little bit of wine, I think. I, I spend most of my time doing uh, non or things that Calpaw isn't famous for. So <laughs> that's totally a good answer to that.
0: So we met when you were um, getting ready to uh, produce your. We actually met at the TED Summit, and we were in one of those workshops, and everybody was going around introducing themselves. And you said, "I'm Cameron from Cal Poly." I went, "Hold it! You're you're just uh, you know a hop, skip, and a jump north of me," and and I didn't even know that was going on up there. How did you uh, how did you get involved with TEDx?
1: Yeah, so we the, the kind of have an interesting story here. Um, there's a, another Cal Poly student named Michael Fiday, and he was graduating in June, and he's like, you know, it's my last hurrah. I really want to bring TEDx to Cal Poly. Because um, he thought, he believed in the, the, the mission, um, wanted to bring the ideas here and bring our community closer together. So he kind of put out a casting call for like people to join the team. And around... March of last year, I had just come off of a big project that didn't go so well, and I was looking for for something new to tackle. So I reached out to Michael. I was like, hey, man, I'd love to love to get involved, I'd love to help you out.
0: So you volunteered.
1: And yeah, so I, kind of wasn't my initial idea. It was just it seemed like a really really good opportunity. And then as we were talking, we realized that you know this event has so much potential, so much. Um, it can do so much to bring our community together and we realized that, Hey, we should try and make this as big as we can. Wow. And in kind of the way the licensing worked is, Hey, we have to, we can only do a hundred person event. Right. Right. um, Unless we went to the Ted summit, which honestly, Mark, it's, it's a very, it's almost a miracle that we were able to make it happen because by the time we figured out what the requirements were, there was only like a a couple months before the summit, and then it's like, "Okay, cool. I'll well, I'll email them. Registration had closed." Um, oh gosh, they, I didn't team, know that. Yeah, the team over there, they're like, "Oh yeah, well, I guess we can make something work for you." Um, and then we able to kind of, I was able to secure a spot, book the flight. I had to borrow money from some uh, some family oh friends to make it happen, and and then just. Flew enough to beautiful Banff, Alberta, where, where we had the TED Summit, but yeah, that was, I was like the, the main barrier we had to overcome if we wanted to make it as big as we wanted, and then since we went to the summit, got the license upgrade, we were able to go and do a 1,200 person show.
0: Yeah, you go from zero to twelve hundred just like that. You know, yeah. I'll never forget um, that first night. We were all out on the lawn, and there was the the Ted Fellows had uh, put together that amazing orchestra, and uh, yeah. we were talking. And you were so excited to be surrounded with a thousand of the smartest people you'd ever been around. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was something about. You know uh, about not being afraid to be the smart kid, right? You know it's like you you just weren't around those people, and to be surrounded everywhere you turned was amazingness, right? Was so great, oh, and, yeah. Right that that was a I bet that was a bit of a life changer for you.
1: Oh, it absolutely was the the summit was definitely one of the top. Three experiences I've ever had in my entire life, and wow. it really just opened my eyes to kind of what's possible and the like the power of community. Because I mean, there's a lot of different like any you uni- know like at least at the university, there's lots of different groups of people, lots of work on different projects. And TED was just this like coming together everybody from different disciplines and from different backgrounds with different mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. and perspectives. Mm-hmm. And there's this. Like, just amazing diversity of thought and background, but not a diversity of values, which was something I really haven't ever experienced before. Everyone kind of believed in doing something bigger than themselves and making the world a better place, which everyone really talks about, Right. but it wasn't right. until I was at the summer where I was like, wow, these are the people who really do want to have an impact.
0: This, this is my tribe.
1: Exactly. So so, so
0: that was your first TEDx. I got a feeling it's not your last TEDx, right? Who knows? I mean, you guys went from, well, it needs to be bigger than 100. The only way to get that is to go to a qualifying event. You go to a qualifying event, your mind is blown, you come back and you go to 1200 people. I mean, your event was (laughs) for our listener, um, you know, just imagine how old are you, Cam?
1: Uh, 21, okay.
0: 2022. Yep. And you were, so you're 21 year old and you walk into the performing arts center, which is huge. It's what, three levels. It's a very, very big venue. And standing on that stage when you were doing the walkthrough thinking, okay, we got to fill this place up.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
0: <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm just, our listener can imagine what, what the fear of God was like for you, but Oh uh, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> you and I worked. Oh, you and I here, and It was fun mentoring you and and helping you through all of that. But what what do you think it was that made your TEDx unique? What what did you try to do to to put a, a Cal Poly spin on it or your own spin?
1: Yeah, I think the one thing that that I kind of kept pushing with the team was. We have to make this a world-class event. Um, uh, I'm just kind of can pushing that idea and sharing stories with the team of things that other that happened to other events that I've that I heard about from other organizers who I met at the summit. Um uh, right. kind of sharing those those really unique experiences that they had at their events and just pushing the team to kind of come up with similar things at ours. Um, so give, me was, an ex-
0: give me an example of one.
1: Um, at ours or at another at yours TEDx. yeah what you did um, I think one of one of the things that was really important to making our event kind of stand out which also was one of our biggest headaches was giving all the attendees name badges and it's it's just such a, a little thing and people can get by without it but it just makes the communication between the attendees so much better because so they can walk up to anyone and be like oh hey Mark, nice to meet you. like what brings mm-hmm. you here or tell me Tell me about whatever mm-hmm. you've written on your name badge mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of helps foster the community instead of having everyone come in like look around at maybe some exhibits we had, and then sit down, hear the speakers, and then like kind of talk with their friends at, at the break and then go back and then leave it just It gave people an excuse to talk to talk to strangers which i I, I, thought
0: was I love that there's you know, when you, if you, you know, there's a lot of us that are TEDx junkies and we like to go to TEDx's on the weekends and, you know, we don't know anybody, right. And getting to meet people and, and uh, the environment, again, that when you said there's a diversity of thought, but not a, we're all similar in our values around community and, and contribution. Um, so, so I love that. And I don't know if you think this was unique, but there was something that I noticed during the registration process, which was very smooth. I mean, imagine getting 1200 people in and I don't know, it was, it was way under an hour. Um, you did a great job of that, but what was very cool was I went out and I was like, what's that music? I couldn't figure out what the music was. And you had a, a guy, an electric violinist out there in the middle of registration, just jamming. He was so good. And I was like, I'd not, thought of that i mean we're totally adding that to our show next year but that was just another little thing someone had an idea let's do that you go get the guy and it just it just worked it it created that ambiance of when people got there it's like okay this is different than anything else which is what you're wanting to do right
1: exactly so i think on that point the idea was to get to make people feel like when they got there, it wasn't just another event at the Performing Arts Center because there are, there are lots of those. They have 300 plus a year. We wanted it to be something that people remembered and they would walk away saying, wow, that was just something else. Like that was amazing. And you know, putting people in that mindset with, the, with our violinist and with the exhibits and with, uh, um, with the photo red carpet that we had out there.
0: Oh, that was like the red carpet. Just, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I, when I'm having these interviews, I'm, I'm really interested in um, like the six main areas that you need to wrap your arms around. Just all the organizing stuff, the collaborating, producing, marketing, curating, partnering of those six, which one, do you think you have a superpower? In
1: oh man, um, you know probably probably the organizing component or or the marketing there. And I feel like there's a lot of overlap between some of these, but.
0: Probably There are. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, when I was designing the show, I, I made a topic map and there was like, I don't know, 180 different things that I think about just in, in my events and the events I've helped others with. And then I had to, I said, okay, we can't do that. So we've got to get them <laughs> into buck. And, you know, if I was to think about organizing my team, I'd have someone in charge of, you know, like the team, the volunteer, and, and then you've got a production manager and you've got marketing. You So that's kind of how I did it. What was it about organizing that you think you were really good at?
1: So I think my, where I felt like I added the most value to kind of the whole process was just bringing everyone together around this vision and then communicating that we were going to make it world-class, not we we're going to try and make it as good as it could be and have it be that experience for people. And I think, as like, in the organizing process you're you're talking with a lot of people and you're trying to get them on board and making sure that they're doing whatever their their role right. and responsibility is right it's making sure that you're communicating the vision to everybody
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think that's that's kind of where I saw uh, like my skill sets come through is just in and what about
0: what about the ideal. marketing part are you, are you studying marketing and did you study marketing in school or do you just
1: have a gift? I just have a, a little bit of a knack for marketing. I'm really interested in kind of the creative creative ways to draw attention to stuff. So um, it's not the most relevant. There's this brilliant story about the um, founders of this startup up in San Francisco, and they went to a banking conference, and they put like $1,000 in cash in this giant like block of ice. And they put the, this ice block outside the conference, And their pitch was, we're not company X. We don't freeze your money. And, like, it just, their company kind of just blew up rapidly from there. Yeah, So it's, like, that that type of marketing um, that I'm obsessed with. We tried to do a little bit of it for our event. Give Um, me an example. Yeah, so we we were, like, working on getting these, these chalk stencils where it just had, like, red Xs and then just going around, like, Chalking them all over campus. Oh. Um, just people are like, oh, what is that? And then, like, you don't, it's kind of, don't tell them what it is, make them think about it. And then when they mm. see a red X on a flyer or on mm. a sticky note that's like mm. on the ceiling in their classroom,
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: like, oh, oh wow. wow. Connected wow. My dots. I've seen that.
0: So the maintenance uh, guys loved you, right?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. We were the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one morning where we got up to go. We had had this tradition for a lot of the the clubs on campus that have been a part of where it's, you get up at like 5:45 a.m. before any classes start. You get donuts and coffee, and everyone runs around and they just put these flyers up wherever they oh, can. Um, right. But one morning we were doing it and the janitorial staff were still there, and they they walked in on us while we were standing on one of the uh-oh, tables, like, tacking this thing to the ceiling. They're uh-oh. like. I'm sorry, you guys. Like, need to not do this. At least not when I'm here, because you're making this. <laughs> like, I have to take them down. I was like, "Oops." We'll, oh uh, gosh. We'll come back later, but I think that's that's kind of an important principle in general. Is just like doing things, like asking for forgiveness rather than permission up front. Um, it's Just kind of a tactic I like to live by. That's just a good example of it. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, what was the biggest surprise
0: for you in, in pulling this? I mean, you've never done an event before, and then you, your first one is a, a TEDx for 1,200 people. What surprised you the most? Oh, man.
1: The biggest surprise was how, honestly, how how many people didn't think we could do it. Oh, really? There is a lot of opposition from, like, the admin not to throw them under the bus, but some people at the university were like, you know, this is great. We appreciate the enthusiasm, but there's a lot going on right now. We should postpone this till the fall of 2018. are like, huh. no, absolutely huh. not. Like, We've got to make this happen. So that was, that was surprising to me because I could have expected that they'd be supportive of this type of thing. Uh, and then that made, that made raising money a little bit difficult sure. um, and getting, getting the right parties on board. But, um, it all worked out, which is
0: good. Which leads to my next question is um, my listener knows I'm a I love storytelling, which is one of the my main attractions to TED and TEDx. I love the stories, and in every good story, there's some drama, there's conflict, or I call it the drag the dragon. There's a dragon in every story, and you need to slay the dragon. What What was your biggest dragon?
1: Oh, biggest dragon. think to clarify is is the by dragon do you mean some something that was
0: standing in your way to success and you needed to Mm. slay that dragon because that dragon for sure could kill you
1: it was hmm, there were two i think the Honestly, I think, Mark, I think the, the biggest one was going to the summit because that was like the main make or break for our event. If we so, were able to. So,
0: getting to, to go, the summit. Yeah. Got it. So, what was the second um, one then?
1: Um, second one was booking the venue because the, the Performing Arts Center is extremely busy and we went in with a few dates that we wanted, but because we were trying to book it so far out, um, they were. Not the most, um, they were a little more reluctant to put us on the calendar because so far, because the school has priority, um, the community center has priority, Mm. like a few other groups. Mm. So it was working with them to make sure, hey, we need a date set, let's make this work, um, and doing what we could. And it turned out that we were only able to get um, the venue for three hours the day before. Oh my God four hours before the event. So we were able to go in there at like noon or like 11 a.m. the day of when everyone was like supposed to show up like th- between three and five. So we set the entire event up in a couple hours. Dude, that's a, your, a that's your
0: superpower right there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, the, the organizers who are listening to this right now, I mean, come on, you guys, how much time do we put into prep and dress rehearsal and tech rehearsal and Setting things up and all of that, and and I know some of you are yelling at the phone right now. I did it in two hours, so uh, uh, good on you for that. What now that you're now you're a veteran, right? This is now on your CV that you are a, a TEDx <laughs> organizer. Um, do you what advice you could pick either one uh, advice you might give to veterans uh, now that you are one, or to first timers? What's that one thing that um, you know, you didn't read and there's so much great material out there, but was that one thing that you wanted to add to the advice encyclopedia? Yeah.
1: The, the one bit of advice that I would like to add that I think is applicable to both the veterans and the newcomers is aim higher. Like, huh. There's this, there's this concept that Airbnb talks about. Um, they have their, their customer support. You, you stay at an Airbnb, you get, a five star rating and really the the way you get a four star is if you had a bad experience. Right? So it's you have five stars, like the baseline that people expect, mm-hmm. but they, they try and push like, okay, well what does a six star service look like? Mm-hmm. And they have the kind of, the CEO has a great talk. He walks through the story where like five stars is you get to the host house, they let you in and it just, it works. But then six stars is, hey, they pick you up at the airport. Mm-hmm. And then it keeps going where seven stars is you get to the airport, there's a limo waiting for you. And inside the limo, there are, there are cookies and sodas and just all that. of your favorite things. So and there's like eight, and nine, and ten stars. And like the last one is like an elephant picks you up at the airport. And there's this parade all the way to the house. And it's it's this lovely like, thought where it's, why do we let five stars be like all that we aim for? So in relation to TEDx, just set your sights really high and have like an amazing event be your baseline and then try and just keep going higher and higher to make the event as good as it can be.
0: You know, I, when I'm, when I'm doing this show, I'm, I'm always listening for, for lines that would make great t-shirts there's something about, I don't know, I don't know why it's a personality flaw. Uh, but aim higher is, it's kind of, I, I really like that from you. And maybe that's why we got along so well, because I, in life am always doing that myself. You know, I, I think of something, I go, okay, how can I just turn this bad boy up a bit? You know, how could I aim higher? And I, I love that. And that, you know it just in our conversation that is emanated in everything you did right how could we make this event bigger how could we make it world class how could we i mean each each one of these things was not only pushing you but it was pushing as the leader pushing everybody in the team um i now you're not doing a next event right because you're you're going to graduate but um i i got a feeling that you're wherever you land i mean there's 3,300 TEDx's around the world. There's going to be a TEDx where you go. Would you um, would you volunteer t- at the next wherever you land to go work on a TEDx?
1: Initially, like absolutely. I mean, I want to stay involved with the organization for the next. I mean, like an undefined amount of time. I love all of the people and all of the experiences and mm. all of the kind of all the things that the community brings out of people. Um, I don't know where I'm going to end up, and I don't know, you know what I'm going to be committing myself to. Um, if I can continue down this startup path that I'm on, then I'll probably be devoting a lot of my time to that. But as soon as I have any time that frees up, then like getting involved with a TEDx is going to be definitely one of, my, one of my projects, one of my hobbies.
0: Now, do you like um – the behind the stage or in front of the
1: stage i mean do you have a ted talk in you oh at some point i would love to share some of the ideas that are floating around my head with the world oh give me one give me one uh, come on
0: let's let's do one right now let's let's sneak peek it to the world nobody's listening it's okay you can tell me
1: (laughs) pressure's on um Put me on the spot. Of I think course, the, that's my job. <laughs> um, if I had to come up with a talk to give to the world right now, yeah. it would probably be something around um, <sighs> creative problem solving and hustle. So figuring huh. out how to take a normal pro- – like a, a standard – um, path, okay. Hey, here's point a where we're at and here's how yep. here's where we're going Here's how to get to point B, but how to do that in a creative way that's going to yield the most results um, And like I've not really thought about the details of the science behind any of that, but I definitely weave some like Psychology principles in there um, So you're gonna love yeah. this there is a book
0: that I got when I was your age that was um, developed by two architecture professors at Cal Poly. So that's 40 uh, ish years ago. Uh, Don Coburg and Jim Bagnell. Uh, the book is called the universal traveler, a soft systems guide to creativity, problem solving, and the process of reaching goals. You can, it's been out of print, but um, you can get copies on Amazon. I'm looking at my copy from again, when I was 18, uh, it, is it's a, a sweet spot in my heart for doing that creative problem solving and hustle and how you do that. Now, the trick as you know, with a, a Ted talk is how do you make that uniquely your own and, and give the world a, a different point of view. And so now that you've put it out there, one, one of the listeners is going to want you to come and give a Ted talk. So, uh, be, be, you can, we can find you at TEDx Cal Poly If you had, um, I give you a plane ticket anywhere in the world and you can go to a TEDx anywhere in the world, where would you like to go?
1: Um, You know, as much as I I have the travel bug in me and would want to go somewhere exotic, um, I really really want to make it up to TEDx Portland. uh, Why is that? I just, at the summit... Or, and doing my research um, on my different TEDx events, I just kind of was drawn to the TEDx Portland kind of the culture and the way that they do things. Um, and then I reached out, with, reached out to David Ray, their, their organizer at the, at the summit, and he just kind of helped coach me through a little bit of the process early on and served as kind of this this pinnacle of like what we could do. I'll never forget mm. we were, when mm. we met up, he gave me this book and
0: what was oh, book? this is
1: cool it was their program guide what they did is it took the, the standard like paper programs that everyone generally puts out yeah. and they turned it into a hardcover book and they had the bios of the speakers and the kind of just photos of Portland that all supported their theme and I saw it, I'm like wow yeah this, wow wow this is what we can this is what we can nice. be doing these are what these events can be bringing to the world and some of the other stuff that they've done, um, I think at last year's event, they had um, this Portland native, um, I, I forget, his name slipped my mind right now, but he was a soccer coach and a lumberjack. And what they did is they had custom like scarves made. It's wow. like, we love you, Jim. And then it was TEDx Portland on the back. And when everyone went out for their break, they put them on all of the seats. So everyone oh came back gosh. and they had this, the light
0: don't you love that like, wow yeah I mean I, so it's I'm gonna give you one action item is you need to introduce me to David and okay. uh, we want to get him on the show because I want to hear these I mean if it was enough to inspire you and you're the aim higher guy um, <laughs> I, I'm guessing Portland was was kind of off the hook I've got one last question for you which is um, you know the show's called hacking the red circle and you know I I don't have to explain what that means to you. Sometimes I it's a bit of an American uh, ism and you know this this show is is truly global, so sometimes I have to explain it. I don't to you. So what is your best hack? How did you get around something? What did you and I'm gonna eventually have a book of all these hacks, but what what are you contributing to the compendium?
1: Oh man. I think the the one that immediately comes to mind is reach out to the community because I had no idea what I was doing. I, <laughs> I mean, I've run a couple smaller events, but something for 1,200 people with so many moving parts was a, a whole new world to me. So reaching out to, to you well, and to a, David. Some, and, me specific,
0: uh, give me something specific that is kind of actionable, right? So the hack is someone who's listening in uh, Kuala Lumpur or in Perth, Australia, they go, oh man, I never thought of that. That's a good one. So how does that, the reaching out I got, but specifically give me something. Um,
1: Hmm.
0: Is it just the, um, don't feel like you have to do it on your own that just go out and ask for help and and be totally okay with that and open about that and just ask for everything you need?
1: Yeah, I guess being being shameless about not knowing Uh, because like there's nothing wrong like everyone was everyone's at a certain everyone is at a point where they don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. whether it's with school or work or organizing a TEDx or even doing it for the, the 15th or 20th time there's always new things to learn right so reaching out to people and even this podcast is a great example it's just how can we Get different perspectives and different right, right, right. views around um, kind of what we're doing. So I think reaching out to the community is kind of kind of broad, but it's the hack is just being shameless and being relentlessly resourceful ooh, in the way that ooh, you go the about it.
0: There's your other t shirt, buddy
1: <laughs> Relentlessly
0: resourceful. Um, one of my mentors says we it's not that we lack resources, we lack resourcefulness. And, uh, I like that relentless. And I'm also the big alliteration guy. So, um, now, now you're going to make me pick what title I'm going to give your show. Cause you've given me such good ones. Cameron, um, I'm just thrilled to, to have this, you know, the, uh, this talk with you. I remember, um, when you'd finished, you were just beat to death. You know, you were just, you were pulp. And he's like, what do you do? How do you recover? Right. You know, and I said, go. And I think I told you, get up early in the morning, go out on a hike and just go and breathe, relax, expand. And, and you did that. And now it's, you know, it's been some six months and it's all settled in nicely for you. Dude, you're going to do really, really well in whatever it is you choose. And whoever uh, gets to work with you, they're going to be lucky for that. So thanks. Thanks for joining us at uh, Hacking the Red Circle. It's just been a real treat.
1: Yeah, Mark, thank you again. I just want to kind of timeline it back, like start to finish. You've been extremely helpful in the entire process. And we're definitely one of the key key components to making sure our event kind of had the guidance it needed to to be so successful. So thank you for that. And then thank you for having me on the show. It's been a, been a pleasure. Nice. Sweet. Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, you bet.
0: Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Red Circle.